I'm Pooja. I'm Anju. Pujanju. <laughs> Pujanju. That'll be, that'll be your double name. <laughs> <laughs> With the Jilted Action Pod, and we are stoked from having participated in women's marches in three different areas of our nation. Yes. Who wants to go first? Um... Well, I, I, let's say where we all went and then let's go around and talk about hashtag why I marched. Is that cool? Good idea. Okay. So I'll, I'll start. I came to DC, uh, to March because I felt other than the fact that my best friend lives here and it was a free place to stay. I came here because I felt like this was the epicenter of where everything is, everything needs to be. It was the most, you know, direct route to the orange Voldemort and, um, you know, he, he could not, not see it. And I wanted to be part of something he could not, not see, but I'm sure we'll get to, um, talking about alternate facts by the end of this discussion. So we'll leave that for later. But, um, I marched in DC other, you know, the epicenter of everything. And also, I mean, for the, for the personal reasons, um, which are many and varied reproductive rights, LGBTQT rights, minority rights, immigration rights, um, anything to do with anything he's against, essentially, um, to, to protect freedoms, to protect rights, to have my voice heard, to be among the most empowering group of women and men and just people from all over the world, worth it, and I'm glad I did it. And yes. Mm-hmm. Andre, you want to go next? Uh, sure. Um, I went to the Women's March in Austin. Um, and honestly, I wanted to get, this is my first protest march, really, kind of, um, and my first time being, doing something like this. And I wanted, I decided to do it ultimately because I, I wavered, but it was because I've been wanting to be more politically active and ultimately I didn't have... I was like, you know what, this is what I want to do. I want to be, I want to speak out more. I want to do these things. And that means that I don't have an excuse not to do it. I just need to go do it. Right on. Okay. Right. And this is what, you know, if we all we all need to be more active and to, to do things and not just say things and, and hide behind our screens and Facebook and whatever. And this was kind of my first step in that. It's yay. yay. Putting our money where our mouth is. Right. Exactly. Historically, we have not done enough of them. Right. In Austin, too. Gotta say, I loved seeing the pictures of where you all were, knowing you were there. Same. Same. Yeah. I... I was so proud of y'all. I, I had more... Thanks. I have more pictures on my uh, camera that I took with me, so I can't share them until I get back to my laptop. But, yo, the wall of people... Miranda, you go first, and then I'll talk about the March experience in D.C. <laughs> right, I can't wait to hear that. I'm yeah. sorry. I, um, I marched in Dallas. I originally, I knew about the Women's March. It was in my brain. I had been invited to it, but I had not yet made a decision to go, which is silly, because I think what, what made me not like jump on it you know what I mean mm -hmm. was the depression or like the depressed feelings I felt knowing Obama's leaving knowing this piece of shit human beings coming in and I couldn't think about action while I was feeling so terrible right. and then I had a friend Shamila who you'll hear from the soundbite um of the march in Dallas she said you know um 
there's a rally in Denton. Want to go to Denton? And I said, you know what? Yes. Yes, I do. I want to go. And it was, it was somebody who invited me that pulled me out of my funk to do it. And then we decided at the last minute to go to Dallas, which we were so happy that we did because 5,000 people who believe in everything you believe in, uh, all walks of life, I was filled with love and I felt so, I didn't feel alone. And it was all because a friend invited me. And from there, I think my old you know, ragey political ways came back mm-hmm. because no one's seen that since the election. I got free concert tickets because I was so angry once. Oh, wow. <laughs> on, on Facebook, I got free concert tickets. And I, and I went to this show. Um, I don't want to digress, but um, I lost that fire and it came back with this march. You know, so and it was like sorry. I was tipping my toe into the water mm-hmm. and then it was like swimming. <laughs> <laughs> so I was, uh, I was totally stoked. I march because I am so, re- like a wall that was on me had mm-hmm. come off. And then I, I just felt like I came alive being there again, which was something I haven't felt in a long time. Two months, in fact. I, I'm very glad to hear that. I'm glad to hear that passionate Miranda got recharged. That's, that's amazing. And I, I'm gonna co- I'm gonna co-sign what you're saying. I don't know how you guys felt, but being amongst people who share your values, who are not being condescending, who are open to sharing, just wall to wall of that, um, uh-huh. did recharge me as well. And I almost posted on Facebook, um, you know, that if we could bottle the emotion, the fervor, the passion at these marches and just drink from that bottle when we're down, we'd be good for the year. Cause it was, I really wish there were scientists there to take endorphin levels from people. Like I don't, you, you guys, I hate crowds and I did not have a panic attack yesterday at all. That's awesome. Yeah. And there were so many signs that I saw that voiced that, that said, I hate crowds, but I hate this bullshit more. And that's, yeah. that's basically me. I'll put my bullshit aside because this is bigger than me. <laughs> this is bigger right. than me. <sighs> All right. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I, I felt the same way. And that was kind of my big takeaway from it was that um, I, <laughs> I found myself smiling, just like driving into downtown, like sitting in traffic, being like, all of these people are going where I'm going. Like all of these people. And just, just driving up there, parking, walking up to the Capitol, I didn't get my face. I was like, this is like, the, this was the necessary antidote I needed for the despair and anger and whatever that I've been feeling since the election, pretty much. Like, just to be reminded that we're not going to There's yeah. lots of people who feel as passionately as we do about this. Right. Yes. Yeah. That Because I feel like outside of our little groups on Facebook and the little arguments, it doesn't seem like there are a lot of people concerned because we are not out there. We can't be everywhere. Right. And, right. And, and to me, you know, just seeing that and all the pictures that were published from all over the flipping world, just reaffirmed what you just said, Andrew, like all these people care. And that's, 
kind of enough for me to keep me going at least for another month. <laughs> you know? Yes, like, I, not even a month. Yes. I can search Women's March anytime. 2017 Women's March. And there will be more pictures and more stories and more Instagram, Facebook, you know, Twitter, you know, comments about people who attended that march. There's way too much for me to be able to read. There's no way. I'll have that forever. And I'll have that for the next four years. We'll have it. I want to talk about, while we are on the topic of the empowerment and and everything, I want to talk about real quick and then we'll move quickly away from it, the backlash from the march from the butthurt and fragile men that are already posting on Facebook. The most offensive thing I saw this morning was somebody posted a meme of the Women's March in D.C. that said, um, Donald Trump got more fat women walking than Michelle Obama did in eight years. And I... (laughs) And I was just like, how small is your dick, motherfucker? Like, (laughs) really? 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 Uh, How do you look at a human being and decide, or a movement like this and decide, you know what? I need to shit on this. Like, what kind of person are you? I know what he's saying. by it, obviously. Obviously. Second best sign I saw is uh, is there conversion therapy for bigots. Yeah. Because that's where conversion therapy needs to be for bigots. <laughs> so I just wanted to um, I, I just wanted to say, I mean, that coincided with Sean Spicer. Um look at the numbers, the tarp bull crap, like trying to already um what's the word I'm looking for? Um when you diminish, diminish or delegitimize. The, the importance uh-huh. of what just happened. I'm sorry. Yeah. Three, Hillary Clinton won this election by three million votes, um, and yet she's not in office. Electors have problems with him, yet he's not in office. Nobody showed up to his damn inauguration. And still... And people showed up for the march. Mm-hmm. Yes, let's, not, let's talk about that about. march. Okay, I'm going to tell you about D.C. Because I believe there were, I think the numbers I'm seeing in WAPO and everything now is over 500,000 people showed up. So, yeah. Mar- March day, there were, okay, so we walked to Union Station. We got there. We got to the march right when the marching started. We watched the speeches um, on, on TV before we left. Mostly because we got up late, but also um, for everybody for everybody listening, I marched with uh, my best friend Rashi, uh, my sister, um, her sister Shyla, and um, her niece Neela. She's nine years old. Um, that in itself was amazing, uh, an amazing experience because she is just we call her Hermione Neela. That's who she is as a person. She, you know, yeah, she she's amazing. She's a world changer, and just to experience that with her with her. I'm jaded and bitter and she's not. And that was just so refreshing to see, you know, but okay. So the March in Washington, we watched the speeches on TV, which by the way, Janet mock, amazing. All, um, the lady from the black woman's round table. Amazing. I don't remember her name and I'm terrible at that. Mayor of DC quote from her. This president needs to, this administration needs to leave us alone. And I'm like, yes, that's what they need to do. Leave us alone. Uh, All right. So we, Got to the train station. It was packed. Not as packed as everybody was reporting. There's an app, the Women's uh, March app, that we downloaded to look at. From 9 o'clock that morning until 1 p.m., that app kept going off about 
So <laughs> about metro closures, about lack of parking, right. about where what streets are closed because marchers clogged it. By 10 o'clock, you were basically, if you get here, you get here. So we get to the yeah. market. <laughs> we get out at La Elephant Plaza or whatever, and we start walking. We hit a wall of people. We moved 20 feet in an hour and a half. And then we sidestepped everything. Then people started saying that the march was called off because they're not letting us march to Washington, to the White House. There are so many people here. And I can't get good enough signal at this point because there's so many people here. Like, I'm pretty sure the infrastructure could not handle that. And um, and so we never, we didn't make it to the White House. But I will say this. Every street you turn to, you had to be careful. Um, Shyla brought a, carab- a carabiner, whatever it's called, and we were all tied together. That's how we got through this without anybody getting lost because there were crowds. There were crowds of people, um, walls of people, no matter where you stood approaching you. Like from all, if you were in a movie and fighting demons or villains, this would be where you ended, where you would die. There was no escaping. There was no escaping people, empowerment, signs, the chance, this is what democracy looks like. Um, I want gay sex and I want it now. And, um, you know, (laughs) the amount of pussy hats that were out there. Um, I read on BuzzFeed before we got out of here that um, craft stores across America ran out of pink yarn (laughs) last week. So um, that, that, Every single, every single piece of pink yarn was represented all over this nation. The amount of men that were there was very impressive. The amount of young, the amount of young men that were there. I did have a small comment about that in the sense that I don't feel, I didn't see any groups of just men. They were always with women, you know? Um, but I took a picture, sorry, I got to interrupt, but I did say I I took a picture of two dads with their sons on their shoulders, which I just thought was that's... I did see a lot of men at mine that were just men hanging out with each other. So it, they, they're they here. They're with us. Good, good. Yeah. Maybe they just didn't like the crowds in D.C. Um, <laughs> uh, who knows? Right. And then there were co- there was a concert around the parade route. Um, not the parade route, the march route. Um, there were people selling memorabilia on the street. There were police officers posing to take pictures um, and, with pussy hats on. Um, there, at one point when we decided to leave, there was one, two, three, four, five, six cop car with their sirens on that were just speeding through the street and they were going towards the white house. And I said, we're not, we're going the opposite direction of that because I don't know what's about to happen. Next day you wake up, there were zero arrests at that, at, at the DC from protesters. Uh, you know, no protesters were, were arrested. That is beyond impressive. Um, first of all, and then second of all, um, I say this every time somebody said that to me, I'm just like, well, what do you expect when women plan an event? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. March was pretty quick. Um, I don't know if that's just because it moved a lot better once we got out on the streets, which were closed off, obviously. Um, it was about an hour and a half. And then we had rallies going on at the Capitol and people speaking, which was pretty cool too. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, one thing I did want to touch on was that Wendy Davis spoke, and Run. 
I will admit that I, I wanted to see her speak, but I left before she actually went on because it was hot and because I couldn't see anything anyway. Mm. So I watched the video afterwards. But one thing that she talked about that I really liked and was really kind of struck a chord with me was that she, she admitted, and I thought this was kind of a brave thing for her to admit because she's kind of become this feminist symbol, but she kind of admitted that, that she denied being a feminist once upon a time when she first run for city council in Fort Worth. She was like 33 or something. And she talked about how she done it because... She was afraid of being limited by 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 that admission, I guess. And um, and and then also she talked about how just two years ago, when she was running for governor, you know, that she'd been asked by a journalist if she was being treated differently as a female candidate, and she'd denied it then too, even though obviously it was true. Yeah. Vaughn being the poster, she said because she said that she was like the poster girl for push tell for that because of the abortion Barbie stuff and being called a bad mother because she was flying back and forth between Boston and Fort Worth, getting a law degree at Harvard. They can go to daughter hell. With her <laughs> yeah. All kinds of bullshit. But she talked there about was a how, lot of misogyny you know, like, in that election, I remember. There was. And she talked about how we're conditioned to not admit that, you know, and um, and to just keep her head down and be good and do what we're supposed to do. And she's like, no, we, like, we, we, shouldn't, we don't need to do that. And it just struck me as really interesting because I remember being... 19 and a freshman in college and a friend of mine, a guy friend of mine, calling me, I don't remember the context of how or why this came up, but I remember him calling me a feminist and it wasn't said in a particularly positive nice way. way. Yeah. Right. Um, I, I argued with him about it, um, saying that I wasn't. And the reason I argued with him about it was because I genuinely, yeah, this is 1999, genuinely believed at the time that we lived in a post-feminist world. And in my mind, a feminist was somebody who actively fought for those causes. And I didn't feel that I needed to do that because we all kind of understood that men and women are equal, right? Right. <laughs> That's not a thing that needed to happen. And here I am all these years later, and I'm like, oh, well, I've, I've become an actual feminist even by my, my 19-year-old definition of it. Right. <laughs> 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 Unfortunately, it turns out that I was wrong, and we don't live the post-feminist world, but also, yes, I have become an actual feminist by any definition, and I'm not afraid to admit that or own it anymore. Woo! Woo! Yes, okay. yes, Queen, yes. I'm sorry, Phoebe Robinson. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I hope we meet her one day. I just feel like if we say her name enough, she'll materialize. I believe so as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, Andrew, that's really interesting. The implications of what you're saying is, well, to me, would be one, as a youth, <laughs> 19 years old, did we reject the notion of feminism um, as applied to us because of the privilege and idealism of youth, like that's not a problem I have to worry about anymore. And as we got older, was that something we recognized and saw, oh no, that's, this ain't right. You know, what had, I, I don't know what that switch was for me. I've always been called a feminist and I've always, um, you know, I've never knew why. I just, just felt like, why isn't my opinions about equality the same as everybody else's? If that's what a feminist is, I embrace it, you know? Um, and I think that one of the, one of the things about this movement is that, and it was my Facebook post this morning. The next time somebody tells me you blank like a girl, I will say, thank you. (laughs) I worked hard. I worked hard for it to look that easy. So, um, you know, and and that's, here's my fear about tomorrow. (laughs) The first full week of the bullshit we have to endure. Um, so what is it? What's four times fifty-two? How many weeks left do we have after the end of end of next week? Uh, the, my fear for tomorrow. Right. right. Yes, I fear for tomorrow, um, in the sense that 
I don't want people to say, well, that was a weekend thing. Business as usual today. Like, I don't trust that there aren't people out there trying to be like, okay, 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 okay. But, you know, and that's my concern. And that's why I say my light is little because I just, I mean, I have trust issues in every aspect of my life, but at the same time, you know, at the same time, I we can't, like Andre was saying, we can't not, (laughs) you know, we can't not anymore because those signs that those older women were wearing, um, you know, wearing oh, yeah. and things. I, and that was my t-shirt too. I can't believe I still have to protest this shit was my t-shirt. Uh-huh. And there were so many older women carrying signs that said that. And to me, when I, I too. yeah, to me, when I put that shirt on, I didn't mean because I've been in the fight for a long time. I mean, in the fact that these women sacrificed and did so much and nothing's changed. Oh, yeah. This is ridiculous that we had to spend a weekend <laughs> protesting to be treated as human beings. You know, like, what country does that happen in? You know, that's not a banana republic. Oh, guess what? <laughs> Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I'll, I'll get off say. of my digression. Um, that's okay. Um... I think that with what Andrew said, I need to respond to two things. I'm going to respond to Pooja, what you said about that guy who said uh, Donald Trump got fat women to walk. Yeah. That is, that comment and that picture screams, I'm so scared of being perceived as weak. Oh, I'm scared of not being seen as a man. I need to overcompensate. Right. By insulting a bunch of women. And then I saw... Oh, I don't want anyone to think that I, like, hate myself. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Which he basically does. He's... I think anyone who makes a post like that about women or about people who are fighting for a cause, with the exception of y'all Kata... Like, <laughs> you remember Shit. Y'all Kata? Like, <laughs> remember the Al Kata? Like, like, it's the Y'all Kata. The Y'all Kata. <laughs> oh, man. We can make fun of them all day long. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I get? You know what? You know what I, uh. when I see, um, evidence of fragile masculinity, all I can, all, all that goes through my head now is this a Russian Twitter bot? Is this created? And I hate to yeah, be... It's just fragility. You're so fragile. Yeah. You're so fragile. Like, oh, you are so afraid of being perceived as weak that the idea of women marching for equality makes you feel like less of a man because you aren't much of one to begin with. Exactly. I mean, take that to your therapist. Take that to your therapist. Not our problem. But that just was my response to that. There was a guy um, protesting in Dallas. There were two um, douchebags who were twins from the social network. Mm -hmm. Um, And they were wearing Make America Great Again and, like, hats. And, like, they got interviewed by news because the media doesn't fucking get it yet. Like, why are you talking to these asshats? Why are they getting a quote? At the Women's March, where 5,000 people have gathered. Anyway, they were like, I don't know why people are saying um, we need to fight for LGBT rights. Donald Trump has been for the LGBTQ community. I'm like, he has... You're a fucking idiot. Mike Pence is the vice president. If that does not send you the most anti-LGBTQ message ever, 
anyway, so like I just like I can't without like I'm so I'm so sorry that your parents failed you. Like <laughs> and, and that your and that your idea of masculinity rests on your need to put women down because you're not much of a man to begin with. I'm sorry. And, I'm so sorry. And uh, to quote another sign that just popped into my head, when has equality and kindness ever resulted in something bad? No shit. <laughs> when has equality and kindness ever resulted in something bad? Like, why can't people right. like that get that stupid... Um, Russian, you know, internet troll bot. I just, my my fear as well from, for me is that I'm going to turn back into the liberal elite real quick because I don't have time for people <laughs> who refuse to acknowledge the actual reality around them. Like, you're dumb <laughs> at it, that point. I, 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 do have commenta- I do have commentary on that. I do have really big commentary on that, but I do want to talk about the Dallas March. Okay. Got to the Dallas. I mean, I, I went with my friend Shamila. Hey, Shamila, shout out. Shout um, out. So I went with my friend Shamila and um, my other friend Elle and her friend Alicia met us at the meeting place where everyone congregated Dallas City Hall. And so Shamila and I get there, we're parking, and we're not that close to the City Hall. And we see people parked far away, walking. Mm. And we're like, damn. Like, we're not even near the thing. Like, surely there's metered parking. And there wasn't. Mm -hmm. It was like, we started seeing more and more people walking from a distance that we thought, oh, shit, maybe we should find a parking spot, like, parking lot around here and just walk. And that's what we did. And we ended up parking far off. uh, And little did we know that that parking lot would end up being full. (laughs) and we found out later and then we walked we were just like where do we go where is it and we just didn't have to look at a map because everybody knew where to go because we were surrounded by other people walking we got there um i had to get coffee because i was like the corpse bride dead person um (laughs) but i got y'all know i haven't slept all week this has been same. Just Indian podcast listeners, Anju and Pooja have been trying to get me to go the fuck sleep, and I don't. <laughs> I try. All I do is complain about not sleeping, and they're just, I think they're now just kind of like, God, Miranda, just go to sleep. So I, I had to have my coffee, and um, people from the march were going into the coffee shop, and it was just like we were looking at each other's signs, and we were starting to get, like, we were already kind of excited. We started to get pumped, and then... The closer and closer and closer we got, and this was Dallas. Dallas didn't have the turnout that other cities that had, could have, but I think that they organized too late in order to get that kind of turnout. Somebody told me the same thing about the Fort Worth March. Yeah, it was all, the Dallas and Fort Worth marches were organized way too late. Dallas is a blue dot in Texas and should have drawn a big effing crowd. Right. But it it was organized too late, but still... At last minute, organizing at the last minute, getting 5,000 people out do was you, impressive. Do you think they it took too long to organize because, um, it was, because it took so long to organize that people flew out to other marches? 
And maybe that's so why the too. turnout wasn't as big. A lot of Texan friends of mine were in D.C. Yeah, a my lot. entire plane was full of people who are going who went so, to the march. from Dallas, right? Yeah, from Dallas. Yeah. I had a lot of Dallas friends that went to D.C. And, you know, in Dallas it's cheaper to live than in other cities, so why not fly to D.C.? Right. <laughs> Everybody went to D.C. And, and uh, you know, I that was still a shitload of people. And there were all these signs and all these children and all these men walking with their children. Men walking with men. I think I sent you guys a picture of the two, like, absolutely gorgeous-looking men, like, wearing America shorts. I've got to share that with you. <laughs> we're going to share that with you on the Internet. We'll put it. I believe everybody needs to see them. We will tweet it out because everybody deserves to see these two. They're just like gorgeous examples of human beings. And so, uh, and their t-shirts are like, well, we are one of the 65, 66 million people who are against Trump. And it's actually more than that, because if you consider the third party vote, if you consider the people who didn't want either candidate, it's more like a lot more than that. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's a bigly number, more, right? right? It's a bigly it's number a more bigly than that? number. Maybe more like 150 million didn't give a damn for Trump. But And that's like, an actual fact, period. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think that, um, like, oh, you could say the same thing about Hillary. No, because third party votes were both, the major third parties were both socially liberal. Socially liberal. Meaning, more people in this country, past the three million that Hillary got over uh, Cheeto Face, like, past the three million that she got more, if you add the third party vote of the Green Party and the bigger vote was the Libertarian Party, they're all socially liberal. Yeah. So, I believe equality is a, uh, equality is something that this country voted for. Mm-hmm. The majority voted for equality, period. Yeah. I don't care who won the Electoral College, the antiquated Electoral College. This country voted in favor of equality. The majority did. So, suck it, anybody who thinks otherwise, first of all. But then, you know, back to the march. Um, it was so amazing seeing all these people that uh, believe what I believe I, I saw them, and I think so many creative slogans were made. Yeah, <laughs> And yeah. I got to see, I mean, I got to see people's creativity in addition to their uh, fire and their passion for what they stand for. Yeah. So it was, it was not just a, a political thing. To me, it represented the art, artistry as well, because... Uh, that's something that Trump's attacking right now, the National Endowment for the Arts. Mm-hmm. They, want to, they want to can funding for it. And so it was amazing to me to see how, like, this is just a snitch. This is a raindrop of what's going to happen for the next four years as far as art is concerned. Agreed. Art is going to explode. Agreed. Art is going to explode because right. that is what has happened in history with every situation just like this. Just ask Shostakovich. You would have to visit his grave. But, well, you know what I mean? <laughs> I can call my psychic and ask her to ask him. <laughs> yeah, just tell your psychic to talk to Dmitry Shostakovich from Stalin's Russia. She's like, I don't know. She's going to say this old gypsy Mexican woman don't know about that. 
we talked to Shosti, like, we really need his quote on this. Although he's Russian, like, Russians during Stone's regime were so good at being quiet. Right. Keeping their mouth shut. Right. And, and it was their art that spoke dissent. I mean, and, and that, that's the art that people study after the fact, right? Like, pre-revolution, revolutionary art, post-revolution, yeah, yeah, yeah. you art know? always connected to history. Exactly. For sure. Because nobody like, cares about art where everything's fine. <laughs> nobody cares when about you study, art. Um, when I used to study orchestral repertoire, in my master's, my teacher would say, all right, tell me about this piece of, tell me about the symphony. Tell me, you know, obviously, whichever composer wrote the symphony that we were choosing at the time, I'd have to research the composer. Mm-hmm. And then he'd always say, what was going on in the world at that time? That was always the third question. Tell me about the history of the world. Ah. And and I would have to give them a rundown of what was happening in the history of the world or the history of that person's particular environment, what was going on politically. I mean, it, it was all very important because that's art. That art is never art does not stand alone like that most it of the time. Needs to be contextualized. Yeah, it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't need to be. I mean, you could have just. People saying, "Oh no, just I'm just going to be white OB and painting this sunflower." You know, right? I'm going to painting with a painting with a I don't know. I don't know if we can talk about brand names or stores, but um, you know, one of those BYOB painting places, and they just want to do a sunflower. But creators, like artists who are creating art for the sake of expression, um, you know, yeah, it's always it's oh, there's always something having to do with the times. Yeah. In, involved. So I thought that was a cool aspect. Shamila commented on it as well. It's just like the writer in me is giggling, <laughs> seeing what people are coming up with and saying. I made up my own slogan that I was pretty proud of, that um, after the march, I mean, we marched for about two miles from City Hall, about yay west, two miles west. Mm-hmm. And then there was a rally. We go to this great place called CBD Provisions. I love and that place. It's a great restaurant. So, like, we, we sit nearby in this bar area by the window because we were with Elle, and she's a photographer, and she loves beautiful life, so there you have it. I decided to take my sign and put it in the window, facing the window for people to see while they walk by. Mm-hmm. Which is probably not right to do because who gets... What, wait, wait. Who fucking cares? <laughs> <laughs> in the window and the girls told me that there were people walking by and stopping to read the sign and it was enough that there were other people in the restaurant saying we want to know what's on that sign what does it say and the sign said fear of equality is a sign of a weak uneducated mind yes and it got people uh, it was, I was facing away from the window but I turned around and saw a woman taking a picture of it and she looked at me, I looked at her, and we waved at each other. And it was just like, ah. That yes, was... we found each other. Yes. We found each other. And that was one of the greatest things, I think, about, I mean, at least for the D.C. March. Everybody stopped everybody and took pictures of signs and shirts. People honked when they saw you walking towards and back from the march. It was, you know, people on the subway. It was, it's the subway. I keep saying subway. People on the metro. Um, everybody was there for that. And I've never experienced that before. 
I want to experience that again. And the fact that the three of us can say we took part in the inception of the revolution, <laughs> you know, we were there when is a gift that I'm glad I gave myself, you know. So um, I, I, I think what you're saying, Miranda, about just the, the palpable sense of community that was developed around the concept uh, with strangers that was developed around the concept of equality. We went to a um, empowerment brunch, a women's progressive brunch hosted by um, Rashi's friend. And it was just a gathering of women and some young ladies, some daughters, to just talk about the march and things like that. And they closed it with an empowerment circle exercise where we went around and we said what we are committed to doing for the next four years at the very least to further progress. So I think we should go around and say that to close with. Um, and, and then we can, or, or close with something else. But I, I do want to do that. I think that's important that we say that. Because we're talking about keeping the light going and keeping it going. Well, what right. we, what Agreed. We, back to putting money where our mouths are. We marched. Great. What next? So I'll go first. I commit to, and I've said this in writing before, I commit to, if, if that hefa is confirmed on January 31st, I'm committed to writing every week about Betsy DeVos and what the hell she got going on uh, and holding her accountable. I commit to, from now until, wow. yeah, from now until January 31st, John Cornyn and Ted Cruz will be getting a daily phone call and email from me to ask not to confirm her, and I commit to doing that for the next four years for anything that comes out that supports hate or takes us back to when America was quote-unquote great again. That's my commitment for the next four years. Awesome. I am uh, I am not going to allow my Facebook feed to accommodate my worldview ah, ever again. Like it, yes. Ever motherfucking again. Yes. It's never going to happen that way again because I end up either becoming more proactive or less proactive based on what that worldview is. That worldview is very grim for two months. Mm -hmm. But after this map, after the march, I've been invigorated. We have a misogynistic society still. My commitment is going to be putting money toward Planned Parenthood and programs that advocate for women, the education of girls, and it's going to be money. Money is going to go in. You're not going to get my fucking thoughts and prayers. You're going to get my dollars. My dedication is going to be to Planned Parenthood and to programs that help women and children. Yeah. And... I'm also a teacher. Good luck stopping me from influencing children. Oh, yeah. Good luck. They're going to learn to love each other. They're going to learn to love themselves. They're going to learn to speak up. And my girls are not going to be weak. So wait. Just wait. (laughs) Just wait. Thank you for joining us. This has been the Jilted Indian Podcast with Pooja. Miranda. And I do. Let's, let's all, I've been saying this when I leave every room, even an elevator. I've been saying this since I've heard it. Let's go in peace and power.
follow, like us, rate us on iTunes. Thank you, listeners. Love you. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs> Bye, guys. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.